Coming up on this episode of the Goldilocks Zone, we are back after our super short hiatus, and we're talking Conspiracy Theories Part 2. Last time, eh, the more semi-plausible ones. This week, we're going balls crazy. We're talking lizard people. We're talking mind control in the water supply. We're going all out on the wackiest conspiracy theories you can think of, plus a surprise announcement. You're going to want to stick around because we're going to enter the Goldilocks Zone right now. You're entering the Goldilocks Zone, episode number 10, recorded April 21st, 2015. Conspiracies Part 2, tinfoil hats not included. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the Goldilocks Zone, the podcast that will talk about literally anything. I'm Sean Jennings, and I am joined by Mr. Matt himself... It is a uh, baseball superstar. He is the, uh, what, what are they, goalies or? Uh, uh, They're actually called touchdowns, Sean. T- touchdowns. Yes, the, the touchdown of podcasting. It is Matt Mariani. Sir, uh, are you as excited to be back as I am? I am equally as excited to be back as you are, Sean. I felt uh, alone and afraid without this podcast for a whole week. And (laughs) now I'm really glad that I have my security blanket back. So let's jump right back into it with some uh, crazy conspiracy theories. Yeah, so I think I think last week's show, or well, two weeks ago show was great. I liked the show. I thought it was good. I thought we had great discussion. We talked JFK assassination. We talked the moon landing. We talked Area 51. Um I thought it was really interesting, but I thought it was a little too plausible, a little, little too sort of explainable, a little too reasonable, right? Mm. Um, I, I think it's about time we ratchet up and get a little get get a little crazy. But before we do that, we've got to take care of some housework. First of all, GoldilocksShow.com is the website for the show. Go there; it's pretty great. All our past episodes, audio, video, uh, links to where you can subscribe to us, including the RSS feed, and on iTunes uh, and in your favorite podcasting app. Uh, also links to our social media, at Goldilocks Show on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Goldilocks Show. And as always, you can email us, GoldilocksShow at gmail.com. Uh, we do the show every week. We appreciate you joining us. Please tell your friends. Uh, also, last week's question. So <clears throat> what is now, like, Seems forever ago. Uh, we talked about conspiracy theories part one, and Matt, you posed the question to the audience: If you were abducted by aliens, what would be your first communication with them? Uh, where Where do you stand on this, Matt? How would you reach out to our our brothers in arms in 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 space? Well, I think obviously, Sean, the thing that a lot of people don't realize is that when you're in an alien abduction situation, you want to try first thing to communicate telepathically. Because the aliens, they really might be able to read your brainwaves. So I'm thinking, like, it's the most efficient form of communication, right? I mean, you don't have to vocalize anything. You don't use any muscles to uh, produce sound. It just it travels sort of from your brain to their alien brain. So the first thing you have to do is just think. Think whatever you want to communicate to them in your head and then almost imagine like it's being sealed up in an envelope and sent from your brain to their brain via some kind of cloud computing network that the aliens have on board their ship so that's the first thing i would do to try to communicate with the aliens interesting if that fails you just wave your arms (laughs) 
charades. Try to style. do some hand gestures. Maybe they know they're more familiar with <laughs> hand semaphore. gestures. Yeah. Semaphore. <laughs> um, I think it's a really tough question. I don't. I don't. Of course, there's not one answer. Certainly, if I how I would do it. Um, you know, I think for me, when you're reaching out to the aliens, you want to really represent Earth, right? You want to make sure it's the planet they're visiting. You want to give them the most Earth experience. And I think the best way to do that is to express yourself through Earth and wind and fire. So I'm going to put up big speakers, Boogie Wonderland, Full Blast, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Introduce them to music, uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind style. Um, and communicate to them through music, because I think music really is a universal language, right? Uh, you don't I... have to know the words, but you understand the rhythm. And I think we want them to think Earth is a fun, funky planet. So why not 70s supergroup Earth, Wind, and Fire? I think that no. is my, my first path of communication. Should that fail, launch a nuclear bomb and obliterate them off the face of the planet. Because they Thank are our enemies, and they are only here to either kill or enslave us. And that is a fact. That is a fact. I think I think it's really it's better to be safe than sorry in yeah. this kind of a situation. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, you're talking to the aliens one minute, the next minute you're enslaved by the alien overlord Galacticus, and he's uh, essentially making you build giant intergalactic pyramids for him. Uh, so no one wants that. No, I'd rather I'd rather uh, not. So that, you know, the nuclear option may be the only option in this it may case. Be. And you know that the, this is the exactly the kind of practical, useful advice you will get only here on the Goldilocks Zone, because that's what we're all that's about. Right. News you can use in your everyday life. News you can use. <laughs> I like that. News you can use. I'm sure I stole that from somebody, but <laughs> we're all about rhyming today. Um, so let's jump in now. I'm thinking. Last week, we got through three topics in the show, did a little more long form. I'm thinking today might be a good to do what I call uh, sloppy seconds, rapid fire. I don't have a set list. I've got like, uh, and I don't know if you came with any specific theories you wanted to talk about, um, but I've, I've got a list of like a couple dozen of them. I'm just going to grab them out of the pile. We'll talk about them quick and we'll just try and get through a bunch of them because I don't think there's going to be a ton to talk about on each of these, not like JFK or the moon landing. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. Okay. Did you have any you wanted to start with specifically, or should we go go with the list to start? Uh, oh, yeah. Let's let's just go with your list. Let's go with the list. And we're going to start with one of the all-time favorites of the conspiracy theorists. And this is, to me, there are a couple kinds of conspiracy theorists, but I think one very obvious type is the sort of um, political conspiracy theorist. You know, uh, not necessarily kind of the alien sasquatch kind of conspiracy theorist but uh the political conspiracy theorist new world order this is the theory that an international group of elites controls and manipulates governments industries and media organizations worldwide they do this through uh the system of central banking uh it's claimed that they've caused most of the major wars in the last 200 years they carry out false flag attacks like uh, pearl harbor for example that they use to manipulate populations into supporting them that they have a grip on the world economy, purposefully causing inflation and depressions at will. Um, and they do this through their high positions in government and industry. They meet on the regular to decide uh, the fate of all of humanity. Yes. So to begin with, I mean, you remember the, um, the Simpsons episode where Homer joins the Stonecutters Lodge. Mm -hmm. You ever see that episode? Yes. 
uh, I think that was kind of a mirror of uh, of this um, conspiracy, right? Like oh, a yeah. secret this, society. This traces back to, to every group you've ever heard of. I think Bilderberg Group is probably the most current secret yep. organization, uh, which, by the way, is a real thing. And world leaders do belong to it, and they do meet. Um, so there is some legitimacy to that. That That is a known fact. You have the, the Freemasons, obviously a very ancient... Yeah, your um, Illuminati's and your... Illuminati and, yeah, all that. So the uh, the idea of that secret society controlling, like, the world goes back pretty far. Mm-hmm. You had even, even some cults in Egypt, ancient Egypt... Um, that represented the um, the sun god Amon Ra. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were believed that they they uh, sort of met in these secret little cabals, controlled the world. Um, and back in actually, even back in um, the Middle Ages, a lot of Jewish sects and groups were accused of of sort of conspiracy that they were all all of them were in league with each other to control banking to control uh like um world affairs and things like that so yeah this is definitely a conspiracy that has its roots in very ancient history going way back and there's absolute reason it's a very appealing conspiracy theory right um it it combines a a (coughs) a a sort of lack of control we all feel in our own lives with a sort of easy distrust of others in power um i think partially because we question what we would do if we were in power um it's not a far stretch to think that we might do something we accuse these people of doing but also that the media reinforces this image that government is bad and there are conspiracies and this sort of thing and i think new world order sort of fits in that very well it doesn't surprise me that people really are attracted to this uh (coughs) excuse me one of my favorite parts of the New World Order conspiracy theory that I just had to talk about was um, the fact that many believe that uh, the Western U.S. headquarters of the New World Order is... Do you know the answer to this? The Western US headquarters? headquarters? Of the New World know. Order. Their secret bunker. Can we, can we say it on the show? Is it okay? It's on their Wikipedia page. Uh, oh, it, is, it is Denver Nevada. International Airport. Damn it. Denver International Airport. Uh, because it's unusually large, it is far from any city center, um, and and they sit, claim it has secret symbols all throughout it, and it's really a oh. bunker for the wealthy if the world were ever to come under attack. And anyway, I think it's just Denver International Airport really. Like, come <laughs> on, that's really, uh, I think it's funny. I don't know why didn't they choose O'Hare? <laughs> Too close to a metropolitan city, I guess. I mean, it's not a. To me, that's not a terrible theory. The, the Why didn't they choose Hawaii? Sound. Hawaii? That's island. It's pretty like, good. It's pretty good. Sleed. I don't know. I thought maybe that would be a better choice, but mm. what is it? The Honolulu Airport? I assume. Yeah, I've never got... been to Hawaii. Well, yeah, that's one of the two majors. What city? There's another major Hawaii. city on Hawaii. Waikiki Beach. Um. Yeah, I don't think they have an airport there. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's New World Order. Uh, let's jump on to another great one. Um, this is, this is another really great, are you familiar with Vril, Matt? Yes, I have heard of that. That's, uh, that's pretty crazy stuff. Why don't you explain to the viewers what Vril is? So, uh, 
Vril is a science fiction novel that turned into a real conspiracy theory. Uh, maybe you've heard of Scientology. Very similar, right? Um, and the the short version is that there is a subterranean master race, and they have an energy form called Vril. And conspiracy theorists believe that this is real and that the government is keeping mankind from having Vril uh, and using it to power our society. I think that when the book was written, if I'm not mistaken, Vril was some kind of metaphor. It was like a metaphor for peace or something like that. I mean, I think it was... um, it was really meant, meant as a metaphor, and people kind of like really took it out of context. Um, yes, and they thought it was like a literal thing, and now the, there is a conspiracy out there. This is one of the tinfoiliest of the tinfoil conspiracies. Well, as soon as I mean, you bring this in the subterranean master race, like that, that phrase alone is like, all right, come on. Wow. I think if you had even just left it at the government has the formula to free energy but won't give it to us because of powerful energy interests i might actually like okay i might yeah. give you that but i mean yeah. that's true i mean nobody can really doubt that that's <laughs> I mean, happening I mean, so <laughs> damn you oil lobbyists um but i think um as soon as your conspiracy theory is based off of a science fiction novel um that was printed in 1871 i think you're sort of uh i think you're sort of pushing it a little bit now um another another odd thing about this conspiracy with the vril is that if if it's a subterranean master race the key word there being master and then race after that uh-huh. why are they underground is did they ever explain what the why they're underground you know i never i didn't read why the did they personally. just surface and then just take everything over you know, I couldn't. Uh, Obviously, they're genetically superior, right? They're telling. I mean, I never read the book. I never read the book, and I don't really want to. Well, it says. But maybe I was hoping maybe you'd have an well, answer. The Wikipedia page says the narrator states that in time, the 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 society people will run out of habitable spaces underground and start claiming the surface of the earth, destroying mankind in the process if necessary. So I guess oh, so they do. Like come, they do surface. Yeah. Well, eventually, hypothetically. Eventually, in the book. And I wish we had more time because we could talk about how the uh, Vril master race uh, was used in Nazi Germany as an allegory to what they were doing. Uh, I think we should totally talk about that. <laughs> I mean, actually, I kind of, I kind of just did. Um, it was it was rewritten about in uh, in 1960. Um, and it had a lot of occult and paranormal things in it, as the Nazis tend to like. Um but they connect the Vril and, and, and Vril energy and the, the master race um, as sort of uh, philosophical precursors to the Nazi party. I see. Positing the theory that they were even in pre-Nazi era Germany. Wow. Yeah. So it's great conspiracy theory. Um, yeah. Too bad that uh, Tom Cruise wasn't around for that one. <laughs> he he could have made a really good movie about that. About the 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 Vril in Nazi, Nazi uh, Germany, and they could have called it Das Vril. All right, all right. <laughs> um, let's see what else is on this list here. 
how about this one? This is a real conspiracy theory. You remember a couple years ago when the U.S. switched over from analog television over-the-air signals to digital over-the-air television signals, giving you HD over-the-air. You might think the government did it to free up airwaves for emergency responders and other uses and wanted to give you better television. But that's just what they want you to think. Why would the government want to give us anything that's better, especially television? I mean, it's government. They can't do anything right. But what they can do is through the DTV transition, um, do one of a number of things. A, implanting miniature cameras and microphones into newer set-top boxes and televisions. B, use mind control technology hidden in the digital signal and subvert the minds and feelings of the people through subliminal messaging. Mm. Now, both of which are, of course, true. Wow. Uh, the U.S. government is wonderful. It is great. Thanks, uh, our fair leader, Obama. Uh, he is perfect in every way. Drink Sprite. Drink. <laughs> hey, listen, and if any advertisers are watching the show, listen, you don't have to do it subvertively. <laughs> I will happily shill your product in the open for the right price. Um, that's just... I don't know. Though. I, like, I'm, I, the mind control is a little crazy, but I don't think it's that outlandish of a conspiracy theory to posit that all new... Because, A, a lot of new televisions do have cameras and microphones built in, not hidden, but they're actually in front of you. But if you think about it, let's let's play the role of the government, who we know spies on its own people. That's not surprising. We know they try to get as much information as absolutely possible. Again, not surprising. What better way would there... What? How else would you get into the American home better? Maybe through your cell phone, but certainly your television set. There's one in almost every room in the American home. They're always pointing at people. They're already plugged into the wall. Most of them now are connected to the internet. That's true. I'm okay. Just... I see. It's it's it kinda it kinda leaves itself open, doesn't it? It kinda leaves itself like as yeah. I got you. It's not immediately dismissible. For me, that's it's not the, the craziest thing in the world. Yeah, that's a it's not between... it's not a subterranean master race of exactly. you immediately people. say that's I mean, ridiculous. Whatever. Yeah. But for this, you're like, it's unlikely, but well, you never know. Yeah, I'll I'll put that on the unlikely, but A for effort kind <laughs> of conspiracy. A for effort. Creativity. Um... <clears throat> Alright, how about this? How about uh, HIV and AIDS is a man-made disease um, put together by the CIA as a tool of genocide or population control? Mm. See, the, the big problem with that, I think, is that, I mean, now we, we have, we've come a really long way mm-hmm. in curing HIV and AIDS. Mm-hmm. Um, then, and I don't have the facts in front of me, but I think that the, uh, the, the, uh, death toll has been reduced dramatically, uh, over the past three decades. So if they, if it was really some kind of population control, it, it's, it failed because (laughs) I think that it, it really didn't quell whatever population it was meant to quell to the degree it was. Like it didn't, it really didn't, didn't uh, succeed in its job. And if anything, it, it did the opposite. Well, it didn't do the opposite, but the opposite happened. Cause the theory being is that it was against minorities and, um, 
the gay community, uh, both of which, A, were heavily impacted by AIDS and HIV, um, but neither population really seems to be suffering um, no. in terms of general population growth. So that was certainly a failure. One thing I will say is um, <clears throat> what, what lends a lot of credence to this is the fact that we, we know for certain the CIA conducted experiments with diseases and giving them to people who didn't know that what they were being given and, and experimenting with all kinds of weird mm. medical stuff and some shady experiments, especially in the sixties and the seventies. So, um, sixties, oh, I, I think, yeah, <laughs> back when, uh, laws didn't matter. Um, <laughs> you know, I think that sort of really, uh, really does give a little bit of credence to the theory, but yeah, again, yeah. Like, uh, the, the past history kind of opens itself up like it uh it open it it really makes uh this conspiracy seem more pa- more plausible because of past actions just, that have taken I don't know how you would how anyone would think the government putting out a disease is a good idea in any way because it's something you have no actual control over um right and diseases evolve and change and I just like I don't know I think and that's... it could really it could go out of hand and form into some kind of super epidemic and just like wipe out all of humanity yeah or like the vast majority of it so it's kind of like it's like a like a wildfire almost really don't know what's gonna happen with it it's a little it's a little crazy a little crazy but how about this one is there fluoride in your water matt uh yes i believe there is well tasty tasty fluoride well that's good for your teeth what's our catchphrase tonight that's what they (laughs) want you to think Really, I, I'm going to give you a nice list of all the things fluoride is doing to us. Are you ready? Oh, boy. Let's, First, let's hear it. It is part of the New World Order theory uh, as a plot to pacify people so they more easily trust authority and propaganda. That's totally working. Totally working. Uh, you believed what I just said, didn't you? <laughs> um, fluoride was designed by the military-industrial compact complex to protect... The U.S. Atomic Weapons Program from litigation. What? I'm, now I have to actually what? 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 Well, their whole to protect it from litigation. So, like, people drinking the water would be less likely to sue the government. I have absolutely no idea. Hang on, I'm gonna scroll to the bottom of the. I just imagine a bunch of people sitting around at a table with glasses of water, and they're like, "Oh, we're totally gonna sue the government for their 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 atomic program." But first, let's drink this water. Oh no, wait, we're cool with it now. Well, Wikipedia does not expand on that, so we'll just have to. Leave Thanks, that Wikipedia. Up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, how about fluoride was pioneered by a German chemical company to make people submissive to those in power? So similar to New World Order. This from the Germans. Yeah, the Germans. Those crafty Germans. All right, how about water supply? And we have the Russians. It was used in Russian prison camps and produces schizophrenia. Okay. Uh, I I don't even know how to comment on that one because the voices in my head are telling me that this theory is completely bogus. (laughs) All right. I've got two somewhat plausible theories here. The last one. Fluoride is backed by the aluminum or phosphate industries as a means of disposing of some of their industrial waste. Okay. Now, I have I actually have heard that. And that doesn't seem so sinister. No, I mean they have industrial waste, they have to get rid of it. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they yeah, that up. actually that sounds pretty logical. I like that theory because it, it, yeah, keep drinking that water. You're a slave to the government. <laughs> this is this is bottled, Matt. <laughs> so I'm not buying into the conspiracy. You're off the grid. I'm off, You're the, off grid. the grid. Poland Springs, man. No fluoride wow, in my man. water. Um, and lastly, fluoride is a smokescreen to cover uh, the government's failure to provide dental care to the poor. Which is, I actually think, the literal reason fluoride is in the water. Actually, yes. I, I don't. I, w- I was just going to say that's not a conspiracy. <laughs> I think that's water. actually why fluoride is in the water. It's provided as a free service to the people. So yeah. they don't have to pay for dental care. I have heard that. Although <laughs> <laughs> well, that's in the conspiracy theory list. Like, oh my god, they're out to get us by, by helping us have healthier teeth. Yeah, I'd rather have my teeth be dirty and the government get their filthy hands out of my water, <laughs> Obama. <laughs> that is so ridiculous. Wow. Um. Alright. How about this one? We're we're flying through these. How about this one? We are. This this is this is one that strikes near and dear to my heart as an advertiser. Okay. Okay. Coca Cola intentionally released new Coke, knowing it was terrible, so people would have a thirst and an increased purchase of original Coke when it came back on the shelves. Wow. So this is the classic case of uh, this is the classic case of of like parent goes on a trip for a couple days and invites the mean babysitter over and then the mean babysitter is terrible to the kids does that happen to you as a child matt it's really actually the parent dressed up as the babysitter and uh (laughs) did this happen to you this sounds what no what (laughs) what are you talking about i thought this is like it happens to everybody man i I don't know matt i think it's just you (laughs) (laughs) oh my god we're learning a lot about you yeah, so um, Coke, huh? New Coke, new Coke. It's kind of like it's kind of like your parents. They go away on the vacation, but then New Coke is that mean babysitter that comes in and beats and the crap. Reminds you how much you love original Coke. That's right, parenting. Yeah, uh, this is uh, this is a pretty whack conspiracy theory. Let's let's be honest. I mean. New Coke, and I'm very well versed in New Coke because it is just a fascinating example of advertising and 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 marketplace. But you know the the short version is Coca Cola went ahead and tested New Coke with a lot of people, and they said, "Wow, we really like New Coke." Um, and to be honest, if they had left old Coke on the shelves next to New Coke, probably wouldn't have been a problem. It was because they took away old Coke that it that it and it created this I want to say a false uh uh uprising uh, of fans, but it really did. Um, and people I think in general just aren't comfortable with companies taking things away they've had for a long time. Um, mm. so I think the replacement element really didn't work. Um, there were a lot of other failures in the project too, but I don't think new Coke was brought on to boost sales. Why would you introduce a new product to boost sales of an old product? <laughs> like that's just yeah that's such a whack theory yeah that that is that is it's you know what it may not be so crazy really because i mean i think that's that's really and especially if if a company was going to do something like that i could totally see coke uh, doing something like that no, especially coke's theory is people will love new coke and buy a lot of new coke that was the theory i don't think there was i think any... they were they were trying to really back bull horses though i think like like they were they were trying to create a, a zero sum game where like either they'd make a whole bunch of money on new coke or 
people would hate new coke and miss old coke like it they're really trying to load both barrels to well, try to see if they could uh come out with a win-win on that i'll quote the president of coca-cola at the time as he said the truth is we're not that dumb and and we're not that smart so mm. <laughs> take that for what you may very um, good you know touche president of coke you want to talk about a conspiracy theory the pepsi challenge is rigged how so? It is rigged. It is scientifically proven because, <laughs> no, this is a fact, and they've done experiments. Okay. If you drink a whole can of Coke and a whole can of Pepsi, you will like Coke better. But if you mm. have them in tiny sample cups, even Coke drinkers, it's true, prefer Pepsi. But that's because the sweeter taste of Pepsi is preferred in small quantities. Oh, okay. So, regardless... It, it, it not that it's rigged, but it's purposefully done so that even the most ardent Coke drinkers are going to like Pepsi in a smaller amount. I gotcha. Very interesting. You know, you're full of just these interesting advertising facts. <laughs> advertising is amazing. Something it, it else. It is a fundamentally part of this great nation of ours. The Mad Men. The, the Mad Men, indeed. Which, by the way, everyone out there should be watching because it's very good. Mm. Um... We ran out of time last week. This week we can talk about the frozen envelope theory, which is oh yeah, there. we have some time for that. We do. Um, sports conspiracy theory. Um, the idea is so back in 1985, Patrick Ewing was going to be the number one pick in the draft. Amazing in college, won the the national championship with Georgetown. Going to be the first pick. The theory suggests the NBA rigged the draft so the Knicks would get the first pick and get Ewing. How did they do that? Well, back in those days, and actually they, they do it they do it now where it's a lottery draw, but they have like balls and a little thing. But back then they had envelopes and one of those big spinning drums, and the commissioner would reach in and grab an envelope and it would have the team's name on it. Well, the theory goes that the uh, NBA put, or somebody did, I guess the NBA put the Knicks envelope in the freezer overnight and took it out just before the draft happened because the pick, the lottery pick happened live on television. And the theory is, is the commissioner, David Stern put his hand in, felt the cold envelope and pulled it out knowing it was the Knicks. And this is supported supposedly by the live video footage, which shows him hesitating as he sort of, reaching in for the envelope, hypothetically feeling around for the cold one. Mm. Now, conspiracy theorists have um, attempted this experiment uh, themselves where they, you know, they blindfold themselves and try to feel what one is more. And they claim you can feel the frozen envelope, which I believe. Um, yeah. But the question is, did, did the NBA rig the draft? Um, I think we might need to know a little bit more of the backstory. Uh, like why, why were why were the why was the NBA so concerned with get, bringing Patrick Ewing to the Knicks? Well, that's a really great question. I am going to find out right now. Hmm. Once these web pages load on my computer, I see. Um, the the uh, the at the time the New York Knicks were a depressed team, sort of like okay. the New York Knicks are today. <laughs> oh, they're beyond depressed. <laughs> and the theory, David Stern was always accused of doing super shady stuff. Mm. The theory was that he made them get Ewing to revitalize the market, the league's biggest okay. market at the time. Um, Because the team 
really needed a a star, and at the time Patrick Ewing was the single largest, by far biggest star in the '85 um, draft. He was the star. Yes, he sure was. Uh, so right now, what I'm going to do as we continue to talk, I am actually going to put for those of you at home. Sorry, Matt, you're just going to have to imagine what it looks like. Uh, I'm going to put the video of the. Um, wow. lottery card being pulled up on screen for everyone at home to watch. Uh, no sound, but you get to watch. You can see here they're putting the envelopes in this sort of big clear drum. Um, hypothetically, one of those is frozen. Uh, they'll spin it around and he'll draw. So uh, it's an interesting conspiracy theories. I don't think there are enough sports conspiracy theories, to be honest. Um, you know, there are a lot of sort of superstitions and a lot of sort of interesting stories, but there aren't a lot of real sort of like the league, which I'm surprised you think league commissioners are really sort of sketchy people you would think they would do a lot of considering the amount of money at stake and the you know these sort of things all right here we go we have david stern he's about to reach into the globe to pull out the card let's see if he reaches in oh that did look a little suspicious (laughs) he reaches in and he sort of he grabs about four at a time, flips it over and takes one so we would have felt several at a time if one of them had been cold okay it wouldn't have... Um, oh, wait, no. Oops, I think I was looking at the wrong thing. So, is there a point in the video oh, where he right. turns to one of his aides and he whispers, where's the cold one? Where's the cold one? I don't think they're all, they all feel like they're at the same temperature. Uh, and you can probably clearly see his mouth say those words. I don't know. You know what? If that happened today, I bet you would see that. I bet there would be a hot mic on somebody and you, you know, <laughs> like what was it? George Bush was once caught on a mic calling somebody they, an asshole. They gave, they gave me a big check if, if I could find the cold one. Where is it? <laughs> um, like yeah, so it's interesting. You know, and who knows? Maybe one day in a future episode we'll be talking about Deflategate, but not today. I don't know. Because we don't know, we don't know yet. It's only it's only conspiracy oh, theory. Yet. Once um, uh, David Wells concludes the Patriots did nothing wrong, and then it immediately becomes a conspiracy theory. I see. In the same way, Spygate is considered a conspiracy. Hmm. Well, you just said beforehand that there weren't too many sports conspiracies, but a lot of them really seem to have to do with the New England Patriots, <laughs> don't they? Don't well, they, Sean? I mean, to be honest, I don't know why problem... that is. The problem is that Robert Kraft has a very tight association with the commissioner. So therefore, anytime the Patriots are investigated, it's immediately assumed he is using that friendship to get favorable treatment, hence considering a conspiracy. That's really it. The Patriots could, like, get fined for having not enough parking spaces in the parking lot. And you would say, the fine should have been bigger. It's because Robert Kraft is so tight with Roger Goodell, you know? (laughs) I, I, you know, it's really, that's what happens when owners and the commissioner become sort of buddy-buddy when you have these sort of disciplinary things. Um, so what, now I'm going to propose something that I think could solve all of our problems in, in sports. Oh boy. Is, this, this instead is of, <laughs> instead of a commissioner, right? You have a computer mm-hmm. and the computer is the commissioner of the league. Like the computer, the computer issues all like of the decisions. Being in charge of things, they, I'm starting to see what this is. They're impartial. They're logical, and I, I just, I like them. I, I like having them be in charge because of their impartiality. I think that they're, they're fair judges of character. Well, I think that they, they can't really be influenced by anyone. But for someone any has to real program means. them. Someone has to program them to say X is okay, but Y is not. They should be programmed by other computers. 
But that, then you have Skynet. When computers start programming <laughs> each other, then you have a big fucking problem, Matt. You're not allowed to do that. I don't know. But then if they if they get a little bit unruly, all we have to do is just unplug them and plug them back in again. Matt, I think what we need is strict rules that are followed regularly and impartial computers. investigators. That's it. It's not hard. Computers. Don't make Roger Goodell the ultimate say on every single well, disciplinary see, issue in the NFL. Then your issue is that you're always going to have somebody who's at the top, who's receiving bribes, potentially, who's uh, rigging games, potentially, and uh, who's making rules that are nefarious and self-serving. And computers don't do any of those things. But they can be programmed to do those things. They can be, but they won't be. <laughs> Because that's why we'll have other computers programming them. Hmm. Or maybe we'll just get the aliens to do it. Or the guys that put the fluoride in our water. I mean, they were probably pretty good at hiding that. So That's true. All of, all of the conspiracy theories we talked about today are true. So, you know, take that as you may. Um, let's continue to talk. And we're going to talk about chemtrails, which is a personal favorite of mine. I love this conspiracy theory, um, especially because of how many people really, really, really believe in it. So, Matt, you ever see an airplane fly by overhead? I have heard of those things, airplanes. Uh, and, and you ever see the, the sort of smoke that comes off the bag? There's a long line of white smoke as a plane goes mm. by in the sky. Yeah. Um. Well, Matt, it's not smoke. It's, it's not? It's chemical or biological agents. Ooh. sprayed for sinister purposes. Oh, that doesn't sound good. No, it is not. Now, we don't know why the government is spraying these chemicals. It could be for solar radiation management, psychological manipulation, human population control, weather modification, chemical warfare. Who knows? Could be any of those things. But definitely something suspicious is going on. Well, now, weather modification is an interesting and topic. It's because it's a thing. That's a thing that China does it all the time. Well, at least they did it for the uh, 2008 Olympics. They seeded the cl cloud seeding, it's called. Cloud seeding. It's when they, they fly and, uh, ooh, I forgot what they use, but they uh, essentially, I think it's some type of iodine, I want to say. Mm -hmm. And they yep. essentially. Silver iodine. They, yeah, silver iodine. And they essentially bait the clouds into. Uh, yeah, it causes the condensation it. in the air yeah. to collect on the chemical when it wouldn't normally collect on anything and not rain at all. Right, right, right. So it'll, it'll, it it actually stops the rain. And uh, something about it, doesn't it dissipate the clouds also over time for like a brief yeah, stretch? Yeah, I think you use a different chemical. There's a Where lot it of dyes them blue. It dyes them blue. Something crazy that mm -hmm. like makes it seem like there isn't as much horrible pollution as there actually is. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So, yeah. So, I mean, weather control, that's a thing. That's not a conspiracy. That's, no, that's a thing. But the rest of it. The rest of it. Mind control and human population control. and. Why isn't there a conspiracy theory that's like, hey, we have government and we have r laws and we have people who follow them because we don't want to live in a chaotic society. <laughs> And that's what they want to you that. to think, Matt. But <laughs> I would, I'd be pretty afraid of the alternative. I mean, 
where we're not under this mind control, where we're in some kind of lawless, like apocalyptic world. But that would so kind of the opposite of a of a normal conspiracy theory would be something along the lines of um, all of the all of the the poor and and lower class people of this country are secretly working together to raise taxes on the wealthy. And 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 to and to vote out valued members of our government, mm. it's it's Matt. They're working. I'm telling you, they're colluding. They're, they they have yeah. meetings. They have meetings. They have meetings, Matt. And they, they most of them have them. jobs. So I don't know when they would have meetings. But that's the problem. Poor work. people don't have jobs, Matt. They have to, <laughs> to do but conspire. Or, no, us. no. Sometimes they have three jobs actually, <laughs> two or three. Yeah. Why so many jobs, Matt? Why are they hogging all the jobs? What are they really after? Oh, I see. You just have to be like, ask a lot of questions. <laughs> Any good conspiracy, just take literally, why are carrots orange? Why are carrots orange? It's a good question. You know, orange? actually, no, there's an interesting story behind that. I'm sure. And I, I, I bet you didn't know. The carrot is actually purple. I'm going to blow your mind no, here. I have had purple carrots before. They're naturally purple. <laughs> and actually, in, in Roman times, there's writing about carrots. Mm-hmm. And they, just, they are described as having a deep purplish hue. Um, the reason that most of them found in nature today are orange is because we have over millennia selectively bred orange carrots because, um, it had something to do with the Dutch. I don't really know why, but it's, but we'll say it's, it's a selective breeding and, and we now have orange carrots, but I, I've heard somewhere that they used to be purple the banana didn't always look like the the banana we know today. It used to actually it, it, it's an original natural form. It's like more like a green ball. Essentially, the world as you know it is just non-existent. Wow, Matt, you I know a lot about advertising. You know a lot about fruit history and vegetable history. Fruit history is what I majored in, Sean. Nice. Um, well, we've got one more conspiracy theory we have time for. We've One teased more. it long enough. Shape-shifting alien reptiles, Matt. Let's talk about Oh, this, this is my favorite one. It's a great one. I like this one. I was According hoping we talked. According to this conspiracy theory, the Bush family, the British royal family, uh, many leaders in government, uh, President Obama, are shape-shifting alien reptiles. Uh, Margaret Thatcher is believed to have been an important figure in the reptilian secret army. Um, yeah. Ronald Reagan was there too. Ronald I Reagan, right alongside her. Uh, this apparently dates all the way back to Sumerian tablets. When you see the little pictures of the lizard people, that's really yes. where it comes from. Um, apparently, they they lead our government. I like this. I see that. Yeah, I was really hoping when we talk about this theory because those Sumerian so tablets, good. right? Yes. Those Sumerian, they 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 really. I mean, the, the theorists went above and beyond on this one. They did their homework and they looked up pictures of Sumerian lizard people. <laughs> oh my goodness! Was, are we keeping you? Up? Mm. Ah, I don't know. I think the I drank too much fluoride in my water. It's making me a little sleepy. Is that one of the side effects? Sleepiness. Yeah, Matt. They, they've been put stuff. They knew we were going to talk about this. They're putting things in the water. Wow. Yeah. So, um, the lizard people conspiracy is holy crap. That I mean that even that just that alone sounds like a parody of a conspiracy, like almost like yeah. somebody was like, yeah, uh, underground Ubermensch. 
Mm-hmm. We actually have lizard people. Lizard. Yeah, they might as well be lizard shapeshifters from outer space. Yeah, it's... Now, actually, if you look at some of the crazy videos that people post online, they have, like, um, like someone will add, like, CG into the video and be like... Yes. And they'll have, like, a little lizard tongue. Yep. Have you ever seen those? I, I've seen several. Where they'll, like, slow yeah. it down, like, frame by frame, and, like, one frame, it's a little blurry, and they're like, look, he's shifting into an alien lizard! <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. Yes. This is what YouTube is made for. This is great. Yeah, um, yeah I mean... It's just such a likable conspiracy theory. That's the problem I have. Like, of course, it's not plausible at all. But there's just something about it. Shape-shifting alien reptiles. Like... You know, you look at, like, fluoride in the water, that's kind of a snoozer of a conspiracy theory. But, um, you know, this one you can really sink your teeth into. What mm. I don't under, which, what I don't understand is why have they been... I mean, I guess they've been doing such a good job of controlling mankind for the last thousands of years that they don't need to reveal themselves. But I feel like by now... Yeah, like exactly. They, That's exactly my my issue with it. I like mean, if you if you argued like they landed at Roswell and now they control the U.S., like okay, I might like. And, and why are they like? Why are they following some kind of procedural law, and order type structure that we humans are familiar with? Why don't they just come in and like just take us over, or or just be like, hey, we're lizard people. You can't stop us. I mean, I guess the theory would be... Now, at of... this point, I guess, like, technology has evolved where we could probably stop them with yeah, our... Yeah, they should have done it sooner. Yeah, they, the they kind of missed their chance now. They missed their chance. Yeah. When they were Sumerians, yeah. Right yeah. now, who knows? Maybe the Earth would be, a, like, a, a lizard planet. Lizard-dominated planet. Lizard, which is fine, I guess. I mean, we wouldn't exist, and it would just be all lizard people, which I guess is fine. Or maybe we would have been born as lizard people. Well, Wow, man, that's deep. That's very philosophical. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's uh, we're uh, cut. Cut the mic. We're we're that's it for conspiracy theories. I am just suspicious of everyone and everything now. Oh, you know the truth is out there. The, the truth is out there. Believe it or not. Just not uh, here. <laughs> um. So so don't drink the water. Don't go outside. Uh, don't put your money in the banks. Don't uh, don't go to your doctor. Uh, don't watch your television. Uh, don't drink new Coke. Uh, don't do any of those things because they're all out to get you. Everyone and everything is out to get you. Except us. Except us. We're your friends. We'll always tell you the truth. You're us. on the Goldilocks zone. <laughs> we're de- we're definitely not paid for by the U.S. government as a propaganda machine to talk about how great the United States is. Drink right Sprite. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's the little message? Oh, Matt, you make me laugh. Uh, no, this is great. So um, we have a question this week for our fans at home. Uh, Matt, you posed this, and I'll just read it here for, for all of you at home. We want to know your answer to this. Tell us a conspiracy theory that you consider underrated by the mainstream conspiracy crowd. So we all know JFK. We all know the moon landing in Area 51. What's either... Could be might be a more regional conspiracy theory that some people may not have heard of. It might be one of the super crazy ones people just immediately dismiss, or it might be one that we know but we just don't bring up very often. So, what what's one you would consider underrated? And Matt, we're gonna do something special this week. Oh, oh boy! I think we got to give away some prizes. What do you say? I I mean I think I love prizes. Hopefully the prizes are not another conspiracy. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm lying to you. The the prizes really contain cameras and microphones to uh, to hear. Um, so Matt, what are we going to give the people? We can give truth them... and satisfaction. No, Matt. No, no. We got to give them the only things that matter in life: physical objects. So oh. we're going to slap our logo on something and send it to them. We can do keychains, posters, magnets, T-shirts, tote bags, anything. You want to put our logo on, we can do it, Matt. Anything you have in mind you want to give to the people? Uh, I think that the people at home really want to see our logo on a... Mm. It's a tough one. It's a good question. I think what people really want at home are probably like... I like the tote bags. Tote bags? All right, we can do I like bags. the tote bags. Let's gonna, do the we're let's gonna, do the tote bags. We're gonna give away a Goldilocks zone tote bag as picked out by Matt to you at home. Here's how you enter to win. It's easy. No, no. Oh. I changed my mind. Okay. I changed my mind. Okay. You know what people want even more than tote bags, Sean? What do they want? They want phone cases. Phone cases. We can do phone cases. Now we That's can what they phone. want. We can do some phone cases. All now. the kids have phones nowadays. Let's no kids have... What kid do you know has a tote bag? I don't have a tote bag. No, no, no. I don't even have a phone case. They probably I, I their... need a phone case. That's why we should do phone cases. Well, Matt, maybe you'll win, except you can't because you're a co-host. But you uh, know. Um... Matt can't win, but... <laughs> But you and John can. Smith can. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm on to your conspiracy theory. Um, so here's how you enter to win. It's super easy. The question this week, tell us your underrated conspiracy theory. All you have to do is submit an answer. It doesn't even have to be a good one. Submit it. Tweet at us, at Goldilocks Show. Post on our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Goldilocks Show. Or send us an email, goldilockshow at gmail.com. Any one of those three, send us your answer. You'll be entered to win in the random drawing. One person will win a Goldilocks Zone branded phone case. I think it's pretty exciting, Matt. I do too. I think I people think want cases on their phones. They want more of the Goldilocks. They want it. And every time they take out their phone, their friends are going to be like, wow, that's the Goldilocks Zone. That sounds really cool and interesting. Tell me more. That's right. That's how advertising that's, works. That's how, it's advertising. It's advertising. all advertising. That's right. So, I'm getting it now. So get your entries in. Uh, they will close. Um, let's see. We tape on Tuesday night. So it'll close sometime midday Tuesday. Um, and we'll announce the winner on the show next week. Very good. Sound good? Do we have a topic for next week? Uh, we do not. We do not. We'll we do just not. have to wait and see. You're just going to have to wait and see. It won't be conspiracy theories. Um and by the way, if anyone out there has a suggestion of something you want us to talk about, you can always tweet or email us as well. So um, always. we're happy to hear that. So, All right, Matt. Well, that wraps us up here uh, for, for this episode. We'll be back next week with something, TBD. Um, but it should be a good one. Should be a good time. It always is. All right. Well, on behalf of Matt, I thank everyone out there for joining us this week. We'll see you next week for another episode of the Goldilocks Zone. Keep it floating in the Goldilocks Zone.